Welcome to the City Movement Podcast. Here at the City Movement, we are passionate about planting churches in YMCAs. So today you'll hear us talk about the YMCA, the local church, and the benefits of the church YMCA partnership. We're your hosts, Jeff Snyder and Mike Newman. Thanks for spending some time with us today. We're back with part two of our episode with Doug Pollock, Enter Into Their Brokenness. We're going to continue our conversation on noticing people around you, taking the time to slow down and enter into other people's pain. We just left off with Doug sharing the story about he and one of his peers noticing a man who was photographing a moose in Colorado. We're going to finish that story and then talk about our takeaways together. Thanks for joining us. Um, And that is, I I love the... You know, it's like we can have taglines, which are, are really good. But I want to make sure we actually know, what does that actually mean? You said um, something about it, it. the work of an evangelist is entering into the conversation that God is already having. Uh-huh. How? What does that look like? Yeah. What is that? Because what I, what I assume you're saying is like, you know, we, we see in Scripture that, uh, you know, everyone sees evidences of God in the world. Like they're there. Mm-hmm. And so in some way, God is having conversations with everyone because they're noticing him. Even there was, sounds like there was a conversation with this guy already happening internally in terms of like, why am I doing this? Yes. Why has God made me this yes. way? So yeah, like, is what that is that the actually drawing him? Yeah. Is that because dead people don't talk, but, mm-hmm. but they, they can suppress truth. So there's, there is conversation going on. Yeah. So what, what does that look like? Yeah. Well, I think you're on it, Mike. The fact that God desires that none should perish. So he's drawing people. And I think one of the ways he draws them is through these thirst in their soul. He has hardwired us. Uh, Ecclesiastes says, you know, you know, we are essentially, essentially spiritual beings that we've, we've been, there's something in us, um, that is longing for something that this otherworldly and whether it be love, acceptance, belonging, or some of the things I mentioned about, you know, trying to find peace and anxiety. Mm -hmm. These are at work in people's hearts and lives and souls. And it's God using those hunger or soul thirst to draw them towards himself. And um, I think, when we pick up on that, um, I think the privilege we have is maybe stepping in and saying, hey, um, let me see if I'm hearing you correctly. And so we play back to them. Hey, it sounds like uh, you're really struggling to find peace in this crazy, chaotic world. And uh, have you ever considered another alternative to maybe the way you're trying to get peace in this world. And so I always believe it's important that we ask for permission before we enter into, or if you would share uh, good news with people, because um, if I'm going to be respectful of them, they might not That's right. really want to yeah. go there. It's a great point. And first Peter yeah. says that we need to be gentle and respectful. Yeah. And if I'm going someplace where there's a boundary, and they're like, you know, no, no, danger. No, this is not a place for you to go. Yeah. Then I'm stepping over that boundary. And so I've learned that if I ask for permission and in in this story, uh, I don't know if I highlight it or, or emphasize it, but I said, hey, 
I'm wondering if you'd be willing, you know, for me to, to share a hunch that I have in terms of why you're doing this. Right. That was kind of my asking yeah. for permission. That's good. Yeah. And, and he was like very intrigued. Yeah, sure. Mm-hmm. And so, um, I think we get this idea from Augustine who said, you have made us for yourself and our hearts are restless. Until they're longing, they're yeah. thirsting for something until they find their rest in you. So yeah. I think this entering into God's conversation is part of how he's hardwired us. Um, he's hardwired us to, to uh, there's, he's put eternity in, inside of us somehow, and we're longing for something in this world. Mm-hmm. Kind of like birds fly south in the winter. Yeah. People have this, these soul thirst. Uh, Pascal put it, this way, there's a God-shaped vacuum in the heart of each man, which cannot be satisfied by any created thing, but only by God the Creator made known through Jesus Christ. So mm. we see another example there. C.S. Lewis, uh, I think, speaks to this um, inner thirst. He said, if I find in myself a desire which no experience in this world can satisfy, the most probable explanation is that I'm, I was made for another world. Mm. So I think that, you know, what we need to understand when we walk into any YMCA, people are all trying to meet these needs in different ways. Yep. And our privilege, I think, is to enter in and find out how that's, um, how that's happening for people and to be ready to, to, uh, step into this hunger and thirsting that's going on and uh, asking for permission to maybe yeah. share something that would uh, help point them in the right that's direction right. Yeah. versus the direction they've been going. Yeah. yeah. Doug, can I ask you a question? Yeah. Uh, I know we're, we're kind of wrapping up, but uh, you're a chaplain. Uh, you quoted C.S. Lewis. One of my like favorite C.S. Lewis quotes is a, uh, that a pain or what we would say brokenness or whatever yes. is is God's megaphone to a dying world. Like mm. Getting them, you know, uh, raising their attention towards eternity, towards spiritual things, towards him, himself. One of the things that I love about you and how the Lord has gifted you and directed you is that you use ping pong in the Y. Table tennis. Table tennis. <laughs> Thank Sorry. You, I, didn't want to, I, just, I didn't want to offend Doug. Well, oh, yeah. stand up. Forgive me for offending <laughs> Table tennis and now pickleball. Yeah. Um, as a platform to reach people for Christ in the Y. Um, as you scan the p- pickleball courts and the table tennis tables, right? Yeah. Um, what's going on in your mind as it relates to this this text and, and all that you've discussed so far? Mm-hmm. Like, What's on your radar in terms of um, how to connect with people? For uh-huh. can you Great train us in that? I think first thing is hey, get to know people's names. You know, yeah, <laughs> you got to start as simple <laughs> yeah. as it can yeah, be. That's right. And and then I think the next step is hey, tell me your story. Yeah, how long you been coming to the Y? Um, what do you like about this place? Have you found your kind of your niche here and you start to pick up little droppings of, of you know, crumbs and things that might be helpful mm-hmm. as you continue to move relate into their life relationally. Um, as you get to know their name and you get to hear their story, uh, you talk about pain. Um, often, 
I, I think we make the mistake when someone lets us know they're really not interested. I don't go to church. Really, that's not my thing. I think we kind of write them off and just yeah. kind of not interested. Move on. They're not interested. Hearts closed to the gospel. And yeah. and, and it's just so. Uh, this might sound a little harsh, but it's really empty-headed. It's empty-headed from the standpoint that just because they're not aware of any area in their life right now that they're thirsting doesn't mean they won't be a month from now. And often people are just one life circumstance away from having their whole apple cart upset. And, and all of a sudden they are now open. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, I have many stories like that where, you know, I've just mm-hmm. relationally stayed connected to a person. Um, and when that one life circumstance happened, um, you know, all of a sudden the ball game changes. All of a sudden they're open maybe for me to pray for their situation. Yep. All of a sudden they're open to maybe start talking about spiritual things where they never had before. All of a sudden, they might actually be willing to hear something from me uh, from the Bible uh, that relates to their yeah. situation. And I think that's, kind of, again, the work of the evangelist is we're, what we're trying to do is we're trying to help them see how God's story intersects their story and what they're going through. Mm. And uh, that, to me, is the real challenge that we face is how can I help them see that God's story actually intersects their story and and he's been there all along drawing them to himself and that maybe this life circumstance is actually a knock knock moment yeah yeah so that's really good yeah even before when i was when we were just talking about this conversation i wrote down a couple of things that i thought would be um just like how do we actually enter into people's brokenness or pain and there are a lot of the things we've talked about it's it's being willing to slow down enough to notice mm. Uh, which we you, we talked about your story from Estes Park. I think we could all share stories of how, um, whether that you're, you just shared that that's one of the important things when you're playing pickleball and table tennis is you're noticing, you're, you're noticing what's yeah. going on in people's life. Um, giving people space to process, I think is really important. I know even if we're talking specifically about pain, the apple cart being tipped over, mm-hmm. if you will, I found one of the most important times, like when I've been going through seasons of pain, even in my life, I know this isn't maybe necessarily an evangelism conversation, but I think in the way we relate to people going through painful seasons that don't know Jesus, it is uh, people that are willing to just sit with me and, and let me experience my emotions are the safe people. Mm. And I think we want to be the safe people for people Mm -hmm. that are going through pain and suffering. So being willing to just ask questions like, how does it make you feel? What are you feeling? Uh, and and sitting with people while they express those things without judgment, no. I just think is is so important. And then I, I would say, this is maybe different than your Estes Park story because you would say you were almost given a, the term you used was holy hunch, but we don't, we don't always have the holy hunch, right? So being right. willing to not have the answers and, and just say, you know what? That's true. Bill, I, I don't, I also don't know why you're writing this children's book but I'd love to keep engaging you in conversation over mm-hmm. it. And I know God made you for a purpose. Maybe it's this, yeah. you know, and uh, being willing to enter in. I think were some of the things that I wrote down, which I think we saw those reflected in some you, of the stories. You hit on a big about. one there. And I think um, it's actually the whole idea of a book I wrote called God Space to create a space where people feel safe enough to poke their spiritual heads out of their shell and actually 
talk about this without feeling like they're going to be condemned, judged, shamed, whatever. And I often like to remind people that, you know, I don't know about you guys, but I'm not willing to receive a whole lot from someone I don't trust. Yeah. And so, Mike, back to your question, I think the biggest thing I can do in table tennis, pickleball, whatever, become the kind of person who is like, you know, I'm fun, I'm entering in, I'm outgoing, yeah. I move towards people. But I also create a climate where somebody feels like they're safe with me and they can trust me. Because if they don't trust me, more than likely they're not going to receive yeah. from me. And sometimes it takes a long time, especially for skeptics and cynics, to have uh, an environment where they actually do now trust. Where before, like, that guy there, yeah, he's a chaplain. He, he's one of those kind of guys. Right. You know, sometimes just the language, yeah. you know, that we use, pastor. Uh, oh, yeah, I know about those pastor types. Yeah. And so sometimes we wear labels and we have to mm -hmm. kind of wear that label off so that somebody does trust us and is able to receive from us. Yeah, it's a good word. Good. Well, hey, Mike, before we before we close this down, do you did you want to throw out a few discussion questions or do you think we should just wrap it up? What do you think? I've got some written down if you want me to offer. Yeah, go for it. Okay, great. So we're trying to just say, hey, if you're watching this, if you're listening to this and you're on staff at the Y or on staff at a church, or if you go to a YMCA church, what would look like what would it look like for you to reflect on this a little further? And so I am gonna ask too, maybe that people mm -hmm. can think about if you guys have another one to throw in. Feel free to throw it in. Um, I would say one thing to think about is when are the times you have you have felt the most known and seen by someone else in a conversation? And so therefore to then think about that and think. What were the things that were true of that conversation that I could apply in the way that I'm entering into other people's brokenness or pain and things like that? Um, and I think the, the, such the important precursor, and we, this is a theme that we keep on talking about, but what would it look like for you to slow down enough that, mm -hmm. you, that you're entering into someone else's yeah. brokenness yeah. or life? I think those yeah. are really good questions to practically really think good. about. It would be helpful even to, to take some time and go... Uh, you, you think of the people in your life, what are their struggles? Because the average person, uh, when they walk into a room, all their thoughts are all consuming towards them, towards myself. That must mm -hmm. be just you. I don't think that way at all. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder what this person's thinking about my shirt. I wonder if my pants fit right. I wonder if they like my shoes. I wonder what my hair looks like. I wonder if I have good breath or bad breath. I wonder, like, all about, right, mm -hmm. myself. And um, if we could enter into situations, relationships, rooms, and say, what is that person going through? And how, Lord, how can I be used in that person's life? Those thoughts, um, as we as we pray them more, as we think them more, as we communicate them more prayerfully, the, the, the tide will rise for the church to be outward focused mm -hmm. and, and to minister to others rather than all about me. Yeah. So, yeah. George Barnett did some research that would be helpful to us in this conversation. He went out and asked people on the street. If you ever wanted to have a conversation with anybody about God or spiritual things, what would you hope that Christians would do or not do? The number one response, the, the, the one that got the most, was 
I just wish wish they would listen without judgment. And I think too often, like introverts may be listening in right now or going, listen, Doug, I can tell you're an extrovert. I can tell. Sure. I would never walk up to that guy who, right. who was looking at the elk and do right. something like that. But but the reality is introverts have a leg up on extroverts when it comes to listening. They, they tend to be more uh, given to that. And I think that um, in, in a post-Christian culture, I think we really need to learn how to listen people into the kingdom. That listening probably is the greatest evangelistic skill. We've always wanted to focus on talking, proclaiming, and all that. Being tellers, the reality is, People aren't necessarily lining up to hear what we want to tell them, but they are starved for someone out there who will just listen for heaven's sake. Yeah. Well said. Wait, this was a great conversation. I think um, there's a lot of really good nuggets here about what it looks like to enter into other people's lives. So, Doug, we're so grateful you joined us. If anyone is listening and they just want to know more about you or anything you've written, what would be the best way for them to either get in touch with you or or find out more about some of the things you're passionate about? Yeah, you can go to my website, uh, which is godsgps.com, G-O-D-S-G-P-S.com. You can find my book, Godspace, on Amazon. And then I think for Y staff or people who uh, have planted churches in the Y, uh, I've got a resource uh, to help pass on the big ideas of God's space. It's called Activating God's Space, and it's a plug-and-play. All the notes have already been done for you, the questions, all that's put together. And I you really guys get it and plug it and play it, and you're off and rolling. So. Awesome. That's awesome. great. Thanks, Doug. And well, for yeah, everyone out me. there, if you, yeah. uh, if you want more information on us, you can go to our website, thecitymovement.com. There's ways to get in touch with us there. We'd love to get in contact with you. And uh, Doug, thanks for joining us. This was a great conversation. Uh, For Doug Pollock and Mike Newman, this is Jeff Snyder. That was the City Movement Podcast.